The views and opinions expressed on WXOJLP are solely those of the original hosts of their respective programs. These views and opinions do not necessarily represent those of Valley Free Radio Incorporated, its volunteers, or any other hosts, guests, or programs on this station. Good evening, and welcome to Civil Politics here on Valley Free Radio. WXOJLP 103.3 FM out of Northampton, Massachusetts. I'm Michael Dow, hosting tonight, and I'm joined by Sue Timberlake, our, uh, I was going to say irascible, but no, you're, you're, you're pretty rascible, really. <laughs> Is that like ruthless? Or I have you know, I just was thinking like irascible means the opposite of rascible, but what's rascible? Well, I'm after the show, I'm going to have to look up rascible just so I remember, you know, because I'm curious now. My and, favorite is combobulated. Yes. And discombobulated. Well, that's the thing. That's uh, true. I've ne- I, I don't know if I've ever been combobulated. But uh, yes. And that, of course, those, of course, were the 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 actually possibly literally dulcet tones of uh, the great Stacey Cooney, host of Evidence Based, filling in tonight as our uh, button pusher. Um, uh, our uh, best regards to our longtime compatriot genre. I, I hope you feel better soon, bud. And um, and actually, before we get into that, I just want to take a moment uh, to sort of commemorate uh, the passing of uh, the longtime Valley Free Radio mainstay, Jackie Maidana, the host of Valley Tango for many years. Uh, she recently uh, uh, succumbed to uh, a long-term illness, and uh, well, we miss her. And she was a few Argentinian tango shows in the country. Yeah, yeah. And good person, and yep. yeah, yeah. She'll be missed. And. Uh, just because it so happens, uh, today is uh, exactly an anniversary one year since my mother died. Oh, so that's she awesome. She is also missed. Thank you. <sighs> so uh, if any of you, uh, you know, want to talk about, uh, you know, sound off about any of these subjects, uh, you know, I'm always happy to hear about how awesome my mom was. Uh, you can email <laughs> us, uh, civilpoliticsradio at valleyfreeradio.org. Uh, at Civil Politics FM on Twitter or Facebook.com slash Civil Politics Radio. Uh, we do also have our own website, which is CivilPoliticsRadio.com. That's got supplemental episodes and previous episodes and all kinds of good stuff. And it's part of the wonderful Planetside Podcast family of shows. So, yeah. So, uh, on that happy note, let's talk about the news. Um, so, uh, I don't know if you guys have heard, but, uh, uh, abortion is, uh, Roe v. Wade is effectively dead in this country and the rule of law is abolished, uh, thanks to, uh, Republican, uh, shenanigans. So thank you, Sue. I, I know as a law and order believer, this You're is, welcome. makes you very happy. <laughs> horrifying. Yeah. Horrifying. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I. Uh, as a being per- a pro-choice Republican woman, which there are many, which we never get access to the platform, but well, there are many, not. many, yeah. But Texas, and for the Supreme Court to not even, I mean, I, I can't, I, I, I mean, everything I know about the law, which isn't that much, but, you know, standing, who can sue, who has a vested interest, I mean, it's, and they didn't even review it. 
They just so I leave have, or go, as they say in New Jersey. <laughs> I have more than once mentioned the excellent uh, legal podcast, uh, uh, Opening Arguments, um, which goes on uh, twice a week. And they had, did an episode today, one of their Rapid Response Fridays, where they talked about this law. Uh, and Andrew Torres, the attorney on that, broke this down. So I've got some points to uh, talk about that. I know also other major legal – like I can't wait to hear what Popat has had to say about this. <laughs> I know Stacy is following him closely and as a, as a guy who advocates for, for, for human rights, like this is just a travesty. And who is a libertarian? <laughs> Yeah, well, I uh, keep your laws off my body. Well, I, 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 I think the actual libertarians are horrified at, at the Faustian bargain they've made with the Republicans, but we'll see. Um, but in a nutshell, uh, I'm particularly upset, and I, I I'm sorry, I don't want to talk for too long over people who actually are directly physically affected by this law, potentially, as opposed to me, who is not. I'm I'm 68, so I'm not really affected yeah, anymore. Yeah, <laughs> fair enough. But I think I've hit menopause too. <laughs> I think the, that's why the, they call the it phrase, menopause. <laughs> the phrase that they use now are is womb havers. <laughs> well, I am not a womb haver. Um, um, oh but, yes, of course. Yep. Yes, because trans men, or at least some of them, are affected by this. Yes, yes absolutely. And and can't know, have babies. Yep. Trans men are men, but nevertheless, they have you know some of them have wombs, and this is a, a problem for them. So. I yes. don't want to. I don't want to belittle that. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't mean that in the pejorative way that oh, it I sounded. Know. I know. I know. No, you're not J.K. Rowling. And is a in which is occasionally used in that way. Exactly. But um, the law from Texas specifically only talks about women because you know, like yep. it's a binary binary world in uh, Texas. It, well, for <laughs> it, 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 in the world of uh, 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 conservative, uh, you know, Christian fascism, which is, I think. What really what we're talking about here it is so but in a nutshell what the law from texas sb8 has done six catholics on the supreme court yeah yeah just saying we talked about it a couple of months ago yep i i, I don't know quite how uh, the, the 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 court skewed so far into into being heritage uh, i think yeah, yeah or the just, federalist yeah well the federalist society is certainly a big part of it but oh, um so sb8 out of texas it um it makes getting an abortion after six weeks illegal, but not criminal. It creates instead within the court system of Texas, which means anybody outside of Texas can still use it. They just have to sue in a court in Texas. Um, it means that uh, any person with a womb who's pregnant, who exercises their, you know, recognized federal constitutional right to privacy uh, to their uh to, to control their own health care and get an abortion after six weeks is in the state of texas committing uh, uh is breaking the law not committing a crime it is not criminal but it is yet yet absolutely but it is breaking the law and the state has basically said that anybody can sue someone for that and the provision includes uh, fines of, uh, or they can win damages of at least, but not limited to $10,000. And they also win all their attorney's fees. Whereas if someone is sued under this law and they prevail, you know, like the defendant wins, the uh, uh, plaintiff doesn't owe attorney's fees. Of course not. So they've created this, this perfect legal encapsulation of the conservative mindset, which is the law binds you and protects me, but 
protects me, you know, but you have to, you're stuck with it. It's bound, you're, you're bound by it, but it doesn't protect you. So smaller government sounding pretty good right about now. This is Texas government. <laughs> this is devolved smaller government in violation of the larger national government and its constitution. No, I mean, government in Texas should be a little smaller. <laughs> I mean, they, there's, there's, their legislature only meets for six months out of every two years. Oh, and the damage they do. <laughs> and poor Austin. They must just be dying. I, yeah. The city of Austin. Well, you know, well, this is, you know, conservative ideologues uh, and the GOP have run roughshod over the state of Texas and the, the interests and the rights of everybody there. And, you know. This is this is what happens when the Republican Party gets its way. So, but what's important is that Governor Abbott says that Elon Musk agrees with him. I don't know if that's true, but because <laughs> I don't think Elon Musk actually has 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 chimed in on that. But I'm I don't care. Elon Musk is just trash anyway. So this is me trying to in inject a little bit of levity <laughs> in what is otherwise a. Horrible <laughs> subject. Yeah, uh, but yes, no apparently, apparently, Elon Musk did reply by completely sidestepping the issue and saying that he didn't want to talk about politics. Yeah, he he just wants to move his Tesla factories to uh, to Texas, and so he doesn't have to pay people living wages or or worry about you know labor safety, probably. Oh yeah, that see, that's the thing. That's that's what Abbott is saying is that you know. That the social policies of Texas are what is bringing uh, manufacturing into the state and, you know, companies are coming there for Texas law. So for peonage, basically. Yeah. yeah. So um, it's also worth noting, by the way, so just the, the Texas law, SB 8, um, includes a proviso so that if someone is sued and uh, under this uh, law, and they offer the defense, well, you know, Roe v. Wade is the law of the land. I have a right to an abortion at the federal level. The state can't overrule that. So shrug. There's, there's, no, there's no case here. If the Supreme Court of the United States were to overturn that after the co case is filed, that is no longer a defense. Like, like basically, ex post facto, you can lose your justification even if you... Uh, defended yourself using your reliance upon established law, which is, again, you know, not the rule of law. That is the arbitrary fiat of, well, we can do this because we're in charge and we're getting away with it. And the law, we say the law lets us do this, but it doesn't let you do that. Yeah, that's not how law is supposed to work. I mean, I know that we live in a, you know, in the darkest timeline at this point. Um, and so words don't matter anymore. But that isn't how law works. Well, I I've read the Constitution once or twice. Well, it, it's, it's the concept of rule of law as in like we have a set of principles and we've agreed on them and this is what they are. And because of these principles, we have like these legal codes of behavior. You know, like if you do X, Y, or Z in violation of this social code of behavior that we've established, then you are punished for it. Uh, you know, or you face some other consequence. Um, but the idea is like the principle applies to everybody. That is what people talk about. That's what the rule of law is a shorthand for. And that is no longer the case. Well, I think there's a lot of folks that have always thought the law enforced um, sort of 
norms, you know, sort of the tyranny of the majority, the crits, we've talked about them before, but the critical race studies, there's also the broader crits who feel that way about all the law, that in fact, it's a way to enforce the norms and that it's really, it's, you know, we all think of it as this objective sort of um, standard that you can understand and follow. And the truth is, you know, it really is quite, um, it's quite an enforcement mechanism. It is. Even if it's, Not enforced, you know, by not enforcing it, but by enforcing or writing laws that, you know, can do this to women. I mean, that's that is that's like critical gender uh, studies. I mean, you know, as a as a longtime feminist, you know, does this seem like. Oh, I thought you were going to say you were. Oh, (laughs) sorry. (laughs) I'm I'm asking you because you often point out how you're a feminist and therefore blah, blah, blah. So. You know, well, as someone who is, you know, a card-carrying Republican, yeah, what do you think about this? So I think we should do the same thing we should do in Afghanistan. We should get all the women out of Afghanistan and or have trained them for military service. And we should get all the women out of Texas because I think those boys will be really horrified if all the women just left. So, And I think there was a famous play like that, a Greek play, Lysistrata or something. Yes. yes. Yeah, Lysistrata. Anyway, so as as a longtime feminist, that's like, run away. <laughs> get, uh, get safe passage for women out of Texas. <laughs> uh, so... And I remember pre, pre, pre-Roe versus Wade, go? I was in college. Yeah. And uh, it was, uh, I had a few friends who went and had illegal abortions, and then sure. I had a few friends that went and got Legal abortions, and uh, you know, it was it. It really is horrifying what people do to their bodies. Well, I mean, you know, but the the, the uh, uh, rich people, you know, people affluent people can can leave the state and do whatever, you know. So this is always an option for people who can afford it. But I mean, the whole point of uh, equal justice for all is that you know you don't have to be rich in order to actually have rights. So. I mean, seriously, you know, jokes aside, what do we do about this? What, 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 what do you think we should do as a nation? Should we let this happen? Should we abide by it? Uh, you know, I guess the courts are going to decide what happens next. I think. Well, I mean, the Supreme Court, you know, this Supreme Court—they deferred the. Um, they didn't do a stay, but they haven't considered it yet. No, they haven't. So, so they haven't stayed the the, the measure. So it has. Taken effect. At midnight, what, last night or the night before? Well, it took effect, and then they issued an order saying, yeah, we're not going to enjoin this. Yeah, the Supreme Court said yes. that. Yes. So, Sorry. So, I thought you were saying something so about the what te- Texas so, did. So the Texas law is currently in effect, and uh, abortion providers in Texas have shut down because, you know. Well, yeah. they haven't shut down. Um, yeah, they have. Women's, um, I actually heard a good interview with, um, sorry, I'm flipping through the pages here. I know at least one of them has shut down because yeah, they don't want to deal with the with the with the legal whole, consequences. Whole Women's Health was doing abortions up until eleven fifty six, sure, the night before. Yeah, and then since then they've been open. They've I think they've closed a few clinics, but what they're doing is if you're under six weeks, they're they're treating you, and if they're not, they're giving you um, some uh, an ultrasound and sending you to other places. Right, if you can. If you can. If you can. Yeah. So they're not, and they're one of the biggest providers in the woman, I can't think of her right. name, who runs it, but she's been over, all over like C-SPAN and all those places talking about, see, I get to watch C-SPAN now, I have more hours in my day. <laughs> anyway, but it's interesting because um, they couldn't believe it because they went through this in 2013 
and then it was overturned in 16. Yeah. So they were sort of back in business. And yeah, yeah. and she said, this is, um, this one's, this one's tough because it's got to work its way through the courts. Well, it's also pretty clear because the, uh, uh, Supreme Court has taken a case from Alabama. You know, they, they chose to take this case from Alabama. And that was an absolute ban on abortions. I think, was it 10 weeks or 16 weeks? I can't remember. But anyway, uh, Later than six weeks, but still, yeah. you know, six weeks is not plenty a, early. Not yeah. a heartbeat, but it's a vibration. Well, there's there, there's no heart, so there's yeah. no heartbeat. But the there's science no electrical. is complete and utter. Yeah, utterly but there is an electrical idea. I mean, I mean it's, it's Stacy as the host of a science show here on Valley Free Radio. Do you want to give us a quick science lesson here? Sure. At six weeks, there is no fetus. It is not even a fetus yet. It is not a baby. It is not a fetus. It is still basically a clump of cells. And so, yes, there is electrical activity because cells have electrical activity. And when you get a bunch of them together, they can have this ability to show electrical activity. But again, no heart. There is no heart. There are no differentiated tissues at this point for the most part. Uh, there are no organs. There are no tiny little hands the way that, a, that, uh, pro, uh, forced abortion people like to say. Forced birth, rather. Yeah. Yes. Forced birth. <laughs> yes. Forced birth. Uh, people forced like abor- to say. Forced abortion also bad. Yes. Forced abortion also bad. Absolutely. Um, and, you know, it's a cliche, but I do want to say it well before we, while I have the floor, Uh uh, that, you know, abortion bans don't lead to less abortion. They lead to more women's, more women dying. Yes. And that's just a fact. And we know that, uh, as an absolute fact. Yes. We've, we've proved it many times. Yeah. 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 And, and also like the clump of cells is what, it's like the size of what, like an M&M or something. Yeah, I think so. It's pretty small. I don't, you know, I don't know offhand, but it's, it's very small. And I know for certain that there is no uh, fairly, you know, pretty much there are no differentiated cells at that point still. Thumbs up. So, yeah. well, and a lot of people, a lot of women don't know they're pregnant at six that's, weeks. Yeah, that's, that's true. Kicker. Yeah. yeah, I had a discussion with somebody because the other day that didn't know for only three have months. They a clump of cells. Yeah. Yeah. The person I was talking to shared a very personal story, but she went to a party and got very drunk and discovered three months later that. Somebody had assaulted her. Oof. And, you know, it took three months because of the, the cycles and all that. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. So she'd be out of luck if she were in Texas. So. so but yeah. Ireland, Ireland went pro-choice this past year. I mean, what's going on in the world that we're so... You remember when that Your happened? Your party is, <laughs> is trying to take over. That's what's going on in the world. In the United States. And they are trying to kick a drag ass kicking and screaming back into the 18th century. Yeah. Well, Middle Ages or Dark Ages, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Well, so. so um, the but Supreme- I think too many people of the same religion on the Supreme Court is always a problem. Not enough diversity. Well, sure. But the, the issue isn't necessarily the religious backgrounds of the people on the court. Beliefs. It, the religious beliefs is, I'm pointing to. It is that. Uh, Five or six of them believe Roe v. Wade is bad and they want to overturn it. And they've taken a case out of Alabama that will allow them to do so uh, within the next calendar year, probably by next spring. 
They're getting ready to hear oral arguments this autumn. They'll probably issue a ruling in the spring, you know, like May or April, who knows, but, you know, sometime next year. And they'll say, you know, uh, they may not say Roe v. Wade is overturned out outright, but they'll say that, you know, there's no such thing as an undue burden and states have interests and yada, yada, yada. So basically, uh, the... Uh, uh, this we mentioned this because I pointed out there's an ex post facto clause in this Texas state law that says if you're relying on current jurisprudence, uh, if it's later overturned by the Supreme Court before this case is settled, you're out of luck. That's no longer uh, an acceptable defense, which is, again, not in any way consonant with the whole idea of rule of law and, you know, living by precedence, because that's part of the point of having uh legal precedents. So, uh, yeah. So other than, you know, evacuating everyone with a womb from Texas, which is not going to happen, what do we do? Rescuing. Safe passage. I, I, <laughs> I, I'm Evacuating, serious. that's an interesting choice of words. I'm <laughs> serious. What are, like, like, I know as a, as a Democrat, like, you know, we're going to be pushing for a national law you know, coming through Congress saying, absolutely, there is a right to abortion. It is ironclad, and these are its terms. And um, we're going to be pushing. And you're uh, going to lose the midterms. Joe Manchin. Yeah. Are we? You yeah. think? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, really? I don't know. Actually, this might actually energize a few people. So oh, I, I, I think so. For certainly 51% I, I, of the population, the, the, perhaps. The, 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 the Republicans, the, the, the anti-choice Republicans, which is basically most of you, have finally caught the car you were chasing. And what I'm hoping is you're going to discover that now it's going to run over you. I could be wrong. After all, you're all also doing an awful lot to suppress the votes of people who might, you know, have an issue with this. But we're going to be pushing for this law. We're going to be pushing for the law to be enshrined in federal statute unambiguously, not relying upon the vagaries of the Supreme Court. We're going to be pushing, since we're, in order to get that to happen, we're going to have to overturn the filibuster. We're going to be going after Joe Manchin and Christian Cinema to say, hey, do you care about women's rights? Do you care about the rights of people with wombs to control their own medical destiny? If so, you have to get rid of the filibuster. If you don't, you know, then this country's over and the fascists have won. Did you hear Susan Collins? Um, they were replaying her words about... No, I didn't hear what she said. Uh, well, it was it, they were replaying her statement about how the... You know, she trusted yeah. Kavanaugh. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And, yeah. Uh, God. Who's the woman? I can't think of the woman. Amy Coney Barrett. A yeah, yeah, she trusted them not to overturn. Well, yeah. she's obviously a schmuck. So what did Susan Collins say when they well, replayed her words to her? Well, I don't know what she said, but they were replaying They were just them. Yeah. showing again And I have a question for Stacy, And I don't know if you know the answer to this, but I, I need to find this out. And I didn't have time tonight to find out. And you probably know. So Ruth Bader Ginsburg said that um, Roe versus Wade is the law of the land and it's subtle law and all that. But she said it wasn't a strong basis, that there was actually a better basis in the Constitution for Roe v. Wade. Yeah. And I've I've heard part of it, but I don't remember what the nub of her argument is. But Ruth Bader Ginsburg said that they should redo Roe v. Wade on this other constitutional um, right, not privacy. And I I don't know what it was. I'm sure it's out there because people have discussed it at long last. But she was, and I'm I'm sort of ho I mean I'm kind of an optimist, but I'm kind of hoping that that's that's where they go, is that that's where um, it, folks it, go with it. It I, that's a naive hope because 
If there's, if she it, was so smart, if, Ruth Bader Ginsburg. It's not a question of whether or not she was smart or whether or not she was right. I, I, I can't remember the argument either. But yeah, it is a good argument, and it should have been made. Yeah. But the point is, well, let's hope this Supreme Court, the people on this court, are especially Gorsuch, Kavanaugh, and Barrett, are people who are put on this court through the shenanigans of Mitch McConnell. You know who's and seen? Mitch McConnell. Let me finish. Mitch McConnell is someone who cared about nothing except winning and exercising power. And that's all those people care about. Uh, Barrett, Kavanaugh, uh, Clarence Thomas, uh, uh, Samuel Alito, you know, like these people care about their conservative ideology. They don't care about anything else. So they'll trample over precedents. They'll be inconsistent. They'll say one thing in one case and then say something else the next day, you know, the exact opposite in another case the next day, because all they care about is getting the outlook outcome that they want. Can they I want guns and they want, uh, they want women, you know, people with wombs to not have choice. They, they want voting restrictions and they want landlords to have all the rights and, and tenants to have none. Yeah. That argument they made about, um, not extending the, uh, overturning the extension, mm -hmm. there was no mention of renters. It was all about the right. landlords. So, so what do you think? So actually I want to return to one thing. I heard this very scary thing, um, early, early this morning. So they were talking about the Supreme Court and because Roberts joined the other side, the losing side. The most senior justice, which they go by seniority, guess who it is? Thomas. Yeah. Of course. Yeah, so he's gonna he's gonna be the lead on this. Scary. Hmm. Very scary. So, so I don't have a solution for you. I'm hoping you guys come up with a solution. But mine mine would be that somebody takes Ruth Bader's arguments and and lays them out. It, but see again It's a waste of time because we don't have we have we have corrupt political actors as opposed to interested you know disinterested jurists or people with any sense of principle or fairness uh, controlling the Supreme Court right now. So, I mean, we've already seen that because that's the whole point of them saying yes, we're not going to stop this law, this Texas state law, which is absolutely flagrantly unconstitutional. Because among other things, it is a state law saying this federally protected right isn't a right in Texas. It's actually against the law. And that is nullification. They could easily have done the that. The supremacy clause just shoots that down. There's just no basis for this law to stand. So, but they're all there. They said it's fine. So what are you going to do? Well, they didn't say it was fine, no. Michael. They said that there were technicalities in the details of the argument. Right. And there's nonsense, plenty of nonsense there. But when it comes to granting injunctions, the basis is like, you know, is there going to be irreparable harm if we don't do it? And in and of itself, that alone is enough to grant an injunction. And is there going to be irreparable harm to the people who are now forced to carry to term or face, you know, serious financial Never mind the clinics, ruins? the businesses. And the clinics, yeah. yeah. Absolutely there is. Mm -hmm. Done. You know, the, the, there's no ambiguity about this. Oh, and by the way, there's a website where you can uh, rat people out. Yes. Yes, you can report people to the in, in Texas and, you know, and here's the thing. Oh, so, so you could like rat out Susan Collins? and No. N no. Well, I'm making an argument no. that will let, be left unspoken. But here's, right. a, here's a thing that'll, that'll, that'll warm your capitalist heart. 
Um, oh, do tell. Yes. <laughs> Simple thing. So I'm a hypothetical rich investor. I basically hire lawyers in Texas to go to, to prosecute these suits against anybody who, who we think can make it work. Oh, it's a moneymaker. Right. Exactly. Because <laughs> every time we win, we get at least $10,000. And if we lose, eh, we're out attorney's fees. You know, and if we win, not only are we get, we get ten thousand dollars, our costs are covered. So there's basically no downside, you know, financial downside and real risk of, of financial reward. So you know, this is time a for golden tort, business tort, opportunity. Time for tort reform. Okay. <laughs> I got no, I got nothing, guys. I mean, I, I, you know, I knew I was going to be a bit of a punching bag today, but I get, I get nothing except for, well, you know, they so haven't reviewed it on the merits yet. What are you going to do politically in your party? Oh, what am I going to do in my party? Well, like, yeah, I mean, like, 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 you're not the only pro-choice Republican in the world. No, there's thousands of us. So, what are you going to do? Mostly female, actually. But so, what are you going to do? What am I going to do? Why don't we let Sue? Think about that for a moment. <laughs> That's your right. I oh should my we'll God. take a break. Oh, Indeed. That time yes. flew was perhaps, so much uh, fun. <laughs> chill out a bit here. All right. So we're going to play some PSAs, promos, and station IDs here on Civil Politics. Uh, 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 thank you for listening to us here on Valley Free Radio. And uh, we'll make the FCC happy, and then we'll be right back. Will I still be alive? Sundays yes. at 10 a.m., <laughs> WXOJ's radio show, Occupy the Airwaves, has the latest news from the occupation movement, locally, regionally, nationally, and around the planet. Tune in at 103.3 FM or webcasting at www.valleyfreeradio.org. Blogging at occupytheairwaves.wordpress.com. Listeners can call into the show at 413-585-1033. Hey, Mom, how about this game? What's it rated? Uh, huh, let's see. T for teen with violence and suggestive themes? Uh, no. Video games are fun, but not all games are right for all players. Look for the rating symbol and content descriptors and read the rating summaries that tell you what's actually in the game. <sighs> this one better? Oh, much. For more information about ratings and rating summaries, visit ESRB.org. Hi, I'm Charlie. I fight fires and I save lives. My name's Renee. I'm a cardiologist. I save lives. My name's Anthony. I'm an EMT. I save lives. You don't have to be a professional to save a life. Firefighters, doctors, and others save lives. You can too. Don't wait. To learn more about the warning signs and how you can help prevent suicide, visit save.org. In a crisis, call the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 1-800-273-TALK. Anthony, Mom said to take out the trash. But it's freezing outside. I know, but if we keep putting out lots of trash, it will warm up. Huh? What are you talking about? Global warming. Our trash gets burned and makes greenhouse gases. I kind of wish it went to the landfill instead. Methane is so much more effective than carbon dioxide. But why do you want to make global warming worse? I want to live on the beach. But the beach is only a few blocks away. Right, and if sea level comes up enough, we'll be beachfront. Melt those icebergs. Hey! I put all those papers, bottles, and cans in the recycling bin. Why'd you put them into the rubbish? I read on the South Shore Recycling Cooperative's website, ssrc.info, that it takes a lot more fuel to make paper, bottles, and cans from, ahem, virgin materials than from recycled stuff. Burn more fuel, more greenhouse gas. Before we know it, those obnoxious Sullivans across the street will be underwater, and I'll be having beach parties in the front yard. You're nuts. 
You work hard for your wages, so you need to know most workers should receive at least the federal minimum wage and hopefully more. Also, most workers should receive overtime if they work more than 40 hours in seven days. These are the laws for everyone, documented or not. Have questions about your wages? Call the U.S. Department of Labor Wage and Hour Division. It's free and confidential. Call 1-866-487-9243. That's 1-866-4-US-WAGE. We can help. A message from the U.S. Department of Labor. Sure, humans can be a little weird at times. But take it from me, I'm a dog. And a person is about the best thing that can happen to a shelter pet. So if you want to learn how you can be that person, get down to your local pet shelter or visit the shelterpetproject.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council. It's important to make sure your family has a plan in case of an emergency. We talked to this family to see if each of them knew where to meet if they were not together when something happened. If a natural disaster happened and we were outside the home, we would all meet at the park. That's our meeting point. I meet with our neighbor's house because she is my mom's good friend. We all have a meeting spot, which is a bus stop. Is your plan any better? To learn more about making an emergency plan for your family, go to www.mass.gov slash MEMA. Brought to you by the Ready Massachusetts U.S. Department of Homeland Security and the Ad Council. From the one-ups to the hit points, Kadesh Flow to Mega Ran, Press Start to Continue gives you two full hours of the best in video game remixes and nerdcore hip-hop. Join Morlock every Monday night at 9 on Valley Free Radio 103.3 FM and check out the show archives at starttocontinue.com. Press Start to Continue, bringing nerd music to the masses. Oh, and we're back with Civil Politics here on Valley Free Radio, WXOJLP 103.3 FM out of Northampton, Massachusetts. I'm still Michael Dow. I'm still uh, talking with Sue Timberlake. Hey there. Stacey Cooney still filling in for genre. Hello. And we are still uh, all pretty pissed off about uh, the new state law in Texas and the uh, uh, Supreme Court basically shrugging its shoulders because it's it's been packed by the Republican Party with anti-choice trolls. You know my solution. Uh, a revolution that burns the whole country down and we start from <laughs> scratch? Yes. Okay. See, that may wind up <laughs> happening, but as uh, uh, one of the people who's sedentary and flammable, I'm really worried about that. <laughs> Don't don't worry, Mike. We'll we'll save you towards the end when we uh, you After know we put the fear of God in. Well, it, I'm glad I'm a precious flower. <laughs> I'm starting with Elon Musk. Don't worry. Uh, if you can get to him, well, actually, no, we don't. We we're not in favor of setting anybody on fire on civil politics. No, no, no. I I, I do not mean that in any way, shape, or form. I simply mean that I would like to take his money away and distribute it to the people. I would make like to make that very clear. <laughs> oh yes, that that is what I mean by that. Um. <laughs> I would be very happy to see billionaires lose their wealth. Yes. <laughs> see, I don't want to burn the system down. Well, I don't either. But. But see, that's your party's why already I'm, done it. I'm the Marxist. <laughs> yeah, okay. He's the soft capitalist, and you're the hard capitalist. That's how this works. I, I, I'm I'm the the democratic socialist. So I'm like, yeah, some free marketism, and maybe that's some. I don't know. Like, I'm not sure what the difference between a free market system that isn't capitalist is. I I, I I'm prepared to acknowledge that I could be wrong about a bunch of stuff, but. Basically speaking, we're all in this together and we need to come together as a society to help each other because that's the only way this works. 
Yeah, about that. Hey, let's talk about the thing where people are trying to do the thing to other people that does not help them in any way, shape, or form. Weren't we doing that before? We were. And again, like the uh, burn it all down, get rid of the... That's just, an option. That is an well, option. <laughs> that's that's what your party is doing. Oh. You have done this. You've packed the Supreme Court, you know, by like, for example, saying like, no, uh, sure, Obama's the president and he's appointed, nominated somebody, but no. We're just not going to fill the seat. And if Hillary Clinton wins, we're just still not going to fill the seat. Perfectly legal. Sure. Which, again, going back to the crits, would argue that that's what the laws are for, is to actually enforce the and and maintain and protect the majority. Well, that's that. I mean, that's part of the issue is philosophy. Well, a big part of the issue is your party isn't the majority. Your party is an increasingly shrinking, increasingly white minority that is desperately scared of losing its power and is now trying to create an overt apartheid state in the United States. Well, the Uh, argument you made earlier was interesting that this would this would mobilize people to 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 turn my party out of office. I hope so. Well, I mean, the thing is, your party already we just made a big mistake in Texas. I hope so. But I mean, well, let's let's be clear. Your party already is widely hated and loses elections all the time. It's only through rigging elections and gerrymandering through screams about voter fraud that you have any hope of, of getting anywhere. I feel like, have you ever watched the show Comedy and, and Helms? They, Holmes, he, uh, he's passed away now. But it was a, a show where uh, the Republicans just beat up on the Democrat. I'm feeling a little sort of like this is... Yeah. Is this entertainment for the people at home? I don't know for sure, but I, I don't, don't. I don't. Either. I don't have any solution for this. I really don't. I, yeah. I'm as horrified as you guys are, and I, I, I can't think. And of course, I'm a you know systems person. I believe in working within the system, and I, I, I don't, I don't see an end game here. I don't. I can't imagine. I don't think Biden's strong enough to you know raise a rally and cry around this. He, he himself says that he's. You know, has his own personal beliefs, and that Roe versus Wade is the law of the land, and that he would honor the law. I wonder how he'll behave if the law changes, because he's, you know, he's very much a practicing Catholic. Well, I think this is as is Chris Christie, the guy I like. So. I could be wrong, but I do think that this is going to wind up being galvanizing uh, to the whole country. To uh, galvanizing, putting the tin on the surface so it won't corrode. Uh, galvanizing as in using Polarizing. running electricity through something, you know, <laughs> galvanism. Uh, Giovanni Galvani was an, I think, an Italian physicist in the 18th century. Is that right? Uh, that is my off the top of my head recollection. Right. And he was discovering, he invented batteries and he discovered, you know, electrical currents and things like that. He ran electrical current through uh, frog's legs and made them twitch. Yes. Galvanic. Yeah. Right. So... <laughs> Um, we don't need electricity per se to do that. I mean, when you when you put two metals together that are different electromotive series, you get that electron change. So you don't actually need the electricity. But yeah, putting fair a, enough. Putting a coating of, all right, fair enough. But you'll notice that we are avoiding the topic by getting <laughs> into pedantic ideas or pedantic statements about words. Well, words and science. And science, which we're, is always more fun than uh, politics. I mean, admittedly, <laughs> when we talk about the science, I'm the one at the most disadvantage here. But nevertheless, I am perfectly happy. I, I, I you know, this is much happier subject. But so um, when this country was... Uh, 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 the current regime of this country was established with the Constitution. Uh, 
Um, one of the things that, you know, happened was Congress started passing laws. And one of those laws was the Fugitive Slave Act of 1793. Mm-hmm. And the Fugitive Slave Act of 1793 uh, established that uh, if someone uh, prevented uh, uh, another person from uh, – uh, if, if someone aided another person in escaping from slavery, did anything that would help, the person who claimed that they had a right to own, the, own that person as a slave – could get up to could get five hundred dollars in damages from them. Is that close to ten thousand in this today's dollars? Well, five hundred dollars <laughs> in seventeen ninety three. I don't know. If, <laughs> Probably, it's a lot of money for seventeen ninety three. So there's some history mm-hmm. here, <laughs> right? And, so the slave and of course slave the, woman who was trying to have an abortion and the yeah, up okay. uh, well and the updated uh, law of eighteen fifty following you know the quote unquote compromise of eighteen fifty basically said that state and local officials had to assist. They had to comply. They couldn't say, look, that's a federal matter. That's a thing. You know, like, you know, you're, you've enslaved someone under the laws of Georgia, but you're in Massachusetts, so we don't care. No. The law now basically said that people had to assist. And that was a big part of why people really turned against the institution of slavery. And one of the things that made the Civil War happened was because people were like, well, I don't, you know, I don't want to be part of this nonsense. This is horrible. Mm -hmm. And this law now says that like, oh, you know, I'm someone in Massachusetts and I'm helping. Um, You know, if I, if I help someone get an abortion under this law uh, in Texas, I could be sued for $10,000. And it's like, well, I'm in Massachusetts. What do I care? All it takes is this Supreme Court to say, well, you know, but we want to make sure that, you know, full faith and credit, like this is going to apply. So they basically, all the Supreme Court has to do is just decide that like, well, the law in this case is that, yes, Texas can enforce the judgment against me. Massachusetts has to help them. And then we're right back where we are. So I'm hoping that this is going to galvanize people. Create a civil war. Well, I hope it doesn't create a civil (laughs) war, but I mean, you know, like- you you know the confederate minded people in your party this is the way they think they want other some people so to have power confederates christians you're you're putting all these these groupings together it's very interesting christian so. fascists and and who who miss the confederacy that's pretty much the base of the republican party it's the trump voters so Am I, I wrong? think that this is um from tanahesi coates Ooh, I love her. um i might be wrong um it might be someone else, but um, there was an essay that I read, and it was talking about how for slave owners, the idea was that they should have the freedom to do things to people. Yes. And that other people should not have freedom from the things that they that wanted, they to, wanted do. to do. And this is very much the same mindset is that Republicans, hardline conservative Republicans, because I do think that there is, even if it is absolutely ineffectual, big tent Republicans, Sue, I'm going to acknowledge that you are not personally responsible for this. Oh, well, thank you. (laughs) Um, But I think that they- It's still my party. They absolutely have an idea and it's, and it's based in white privilege. 
and it's based in the privilege of the rich. And it's the idea that the privileged should have the right to, and the unprivileged should not have the right from. And that is just a through way throughout American history. It's also based in the particular kind of Christian theology, which, you know, Texas is happy to, uh, uh, you know, put into practice, you know, the idea of like, well, you know, life begins at conception and yada, 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 you know, I mean, like, um, I, not every Christian thinks this way, but since, thank you for saying that, but since, you know, Christians as a group aren't casting out the people who are, you know, pushing for this kind of religiously based fascism. Well, I would like to point out that that's why there are many denominations of Christians. Sure. But, but Christianity is still a block. I, I would argue against it. that. Yeah, I would as as, an, as a as a hardline atheist, I would argue against that. <laughs> I think that the UCC Church. I think uh, you, I think people should be, turn to the writings of the Rabbi Danya Rutenberg, who I've been following on Twitter. She makes an, she basically lays out very cogently how uh, the whole idea of like most of America is Christian is basically a great smokescreen, so that the people who aren't Christian fascists nevertheless get to benefit from the kind of you know, are happy to sort of be part of the largest faction and that gives cover for the Christian fascists to do what they want. You know, and she pointed out about this law, like this is absolutely incontrovertibly, you know, like this is just a denial of of Jewish uh, uh, law and philosophy. So, you know, this is basically religious oppression of anybody Jewish who's like, you know, I don't recognize this law. This is imposing a particular Christian view on every Jewish person in Texas. And that is the angle that they should go with. Hmm. They should team up with religious the Satanists. Freedom. Yep, religious freedom. They should team up with the Satanists. I actually I think that is the the answer, frankly, is that it should be a reli- it should be a religious oppression case that you are violating people's religious beliefs by requiring this. Well I think that's the only thing that, that would might be logically even- consistent. And I don't think the Supreme Court will care. No, I'm not. I'm not saying they should do it at the Supreme Court. I should. I say they should do it in Texas. State, yeah, at the state level. At the state level. You mean? But, you, mean using you know, Texas again, that's the state the, law. That's the again. I don't think the Republicans in Texas will care. <laughs> I I understand, but the at least the optics of that are much worse than anything else. Yeah. Anything that argues about women's choice absolutely won't move the dial an inch. I'm so a sorry millimeter. to hear you say that. As you know, I'm an atheist, maybe militant, agnostic, I don't know. But um, So I feel a little uncomfortable talking about religions, but I do never put religious groups in the same basket because they are varied and different. And I do think there's a sort of a movement a little bit in this country that um, freedom, freedom to practice religion, freedom from your religious beliefs on me, I think this all gets really commingled and it's really I think people aren't really clear in their minds right now you know if you can't have a cake made for you because it's religious freedom you know a wedding cake with gay men on it I mean all those issues right now I think we're all struggling with and I think some of the states struggle with it a lot more than uh, we might in Massachusetts but look at look at the the laws in Massachusetts that came from the um, you know the the very strong Catholic Church here. I mean, it's very parochial. It really is. Oh, not to mention the Christian Scientists. Yeah, yeah. I mean, some of the laws we have in in Massachusetts are terrible. Yeah, 
um, because we have such strong lobbying, strong group. lobbying groups. And they happen to be religious. But And a lot of my family, as you guys know, are Quakers. And so, you know, when I say things like, I really think they should should have taught the women to fight in Afghanistan, you know, they're horrified because they don't think anyone should fight. And I, I struggle with that. I don't know what I would have well, done in World War II. I, I, I think the Quakers have an excellent point that violence is horrible and doesn't really produce the world we want. Um, unfortunately, uh, not everyone agrees. In the world. Well, yeah. un, un, unfortunately, you know, uh, uh, passive resistance, I don't think, is going to stop someone like Adolf Hitler um, and, uh, or Donald Trump. You know, passive resistance wasn't going to stop the people from storming into the Capitol building on January 6th. And it's the same people. So um, I'd like to pivot, if you don't mind, because we're just... We've got a few minutes left. Absolutely knocking our heads against just nothing. And we are all in agreement (laughs) that this is horrible. Yeah. Um, I'm interested in your opinions on the... Sackler opioid settlement. I think it's a miscarriage of justice. Me too. Okay, well, yeah, because he they ended up with a lot of money, and I always like the fine to exceed the the benefits. Yeah, of the thing. Never mind, the family can carry on and can't be sued. And yeah, and I think uh, here, um, Maura Healy, I think she went along with it. There's there's like twenty states or twenty eight. So, there's I forget who did, who didn't. So for those who don't know, um, the settlement with the Sacklers, who are largely responsible for uh, the, they they were the producers of OxyContin. They aggressively targeted uh, it as a um, safe prescription, a safe and non-addictive prescription. One of the most addictive. Yeah. And it turned Opioids. out to be, yep, yeah. absolutely. And so... A settlement has just come down. They a have to federal court in the Southern District of New York. It's a federal bankruptcy hearing. Yep. Yep. Uh, Four point five billion dollars, which leaves them with I think eleven billion left over. Yep. And um, it's only about forty eight thousand people who lost a person. Exactly, and it gives them absolute immunity from further prosecution or future prosecution or prosecution period. Here's the corporate veil. Well, is it, is it is it prosecution or is it future lawsuits because both it, i think it's both yeah both yeah so yeah. they can't be criminally liable nope. either nope and so the reason and why they haven't even don't and they don't even have to admit wrongdoing right oh no not at all okay um now the judge who signed the order did actually say that he considers it to be egregiously awful um I, he, he didn't use those words it. but the reason he signed it and this is the point to maybe talk about in the last few minutes, is that the Sacklers basically played chicken and said, if you don't give us this, we walk away. And if they walked away, that meant it would go into chapter 11 and they would effectively be shielded from everything because they would be able to declare bankruptcy and to be able to vacate their uh any of their um credit creditors you know the anything that they owed to anyone and also again to be immune from 
from prosecution. But not criminal prosecution. That would not, that's the one thing that they would still have against them. I'd yeah. say go for criminal. I that's agree. me. But I'm vindictive. Again, that doesn't, that doesn't give anyone anything. In money. And, it, nope. and, you know, they still would have $11 million when they walked out of Billion. prison. Yeah. Billion. Yes. Billion. <laughs> um, I, I would just again like to say, I haven't said it in a while because I haven't been on here in a while. I, I think the idea that anyone having anything approaching a billion dollars, never mind multiple, is absolutely uh, objectively immoral and uh, just absolutely outrageous. But anyways, uh, different topic. And but I'm, yeah, I'm proud for them. So because I'm a capitalist. I think I think not for the Sacklers in particular. I mean, capitalists. Yeah, screw the Sacklers. Yes, I was going to say <laughs> uh, but not I, the Sacklers. Sue, is, Sue would like to uh, <laughs> amend that statement. Comment and then turn I, it into the records. Yeah, I think that I think I think people making money and working harder and getting more money is good. How I, much money I agree you can make that people working hard and making earning money for doing good works or whatever is good. You know who I think is really the uh, the role model here is Dolly Parton. Dolly Parton. God, we, we can all <laughs> agree that Dolly Parton is a national treasure. She's a wicked heartthrob for me. I can and just say it. Absolutely yeah. my a vintage. national treasure. So yeah. my understanding is that uh, Dolly Parton has made a lot of money because people love her music and she's made a lot of it and she's had a big career and, you know, and all this other stuff. Gosh darn it, people like her. Yeah. <laughs> but she's not a billionaire. Because she gives away right. crap loads of money Books, every year. all kinds of stuff. Just, just, you know, she's she is a philanthropist. Now, uh, 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 I think a, a better society might have just imposed more taxes so that could be spent on things like education or, you know, like better funded schools or whatever. I like the things she donates to, I have to say. A but lot yeah, better me too. than I do the United Way. I think which, she does, yeah. a, she does a great job. So that, you know, like... The idea that I don't know how much money Dolly Parton has, but she has certainly tens, if not hundreds of millions of dollars. And I mean, like, I don't I don't begrudge Dolly Parton that money. Um, and I, 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 I think, think we need to figure out how to clone or we need to do a study of Dolly Parton and figure out, you know, what it is about her, because she brings, you know, she, I, I was we were talking about her um, with some people a couple of weeks ago. And, you know, she talks about how. You can have, you know, Southern good old boys standing next to, you know, gay men and, you know, all sorts of just the cross section of humanity at a Dolly Parton concert is just heartbreakingly heartwarming. And um, yeah, I mean, I, I you know, you what know she the, says about men. No, she says, well, you know, um. If we didn't have double standards, they wouldn't have any standards at all. <laughs> but she says it in such a nice way that they don't even realize that they've just been insulted. She, I find her quite wonderful. So. Yeah, she's. But again, she's, I think it's she's got a way with people that she doesn't. She doesn't corner them. She just throws them out of the corral or <laughs> something. And that's the thing is that I think that we really need to learn. We could all learn some lessons from Dolly Parton. Yeah, Parton yeah. is what I'm saying. Absolutely. Well, let's ask Which her of what the, she's uh, going to do about uh, the abortion law. Which one of the COVID vaccines did she fund? Oh, yeah, that's oh, right. Oh, yeah. I don't remember which one. Was but it Moderna? Yeah, I think it might have been. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, so, you know. She puts her money where she She put money into something that's, that's saving millions of lives around the yeah. world. So, you know. 
And when her her hometown was hit by floods and things, she she gave people like two or three thousand dollars just that week, just to time over until yeah. they could get a place to yep. go. But you know, we didn't even talk about the floods in New Jersey and New York and people dying in their and apartments. New Orleans. Oh, New Orleans. Louisiana. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, well, and Louisiana, another great example of how you know Republicans make everything worse because oh. you know we've got the uh, evictions. People are now being evicted into, you know, this kind of homelessness because of this disaster and there's COVID everywhere and the deregulated utilities are fighting climate change so they're not prepared for this kind of disaster. It's So I get I get the last word because you've insulted Republicans. Yeah. Absolutely. (laughs) So I just wanted to say I'm I'm reading a book. I bought it quite a while ago, so I may have mentioned it before. It's called Under a White Sky, The Nature of the Future. And it's by your favorite artist, Elizabeth I mean writer Elizabeth Colbert wrote the fifth the Sixth Extinction won a Pulitzer Prize. Mm -hmm. And it's really good. And I'm just on the chapter on New Orleans and it's unbelievable. It's it I had no idea. And if you read, read how it. shockingly villainous <laughs> people were. Again, this is not a, a dig at you, but shocking. Yeah. Well, and this is this book is really something. And she talks about pupfish and all sorts of other stuff. But there's one whole chapter on New Orleans, and it's just amazing what's happening there, and you know why we've created our own monsters. So, yeah. and we'll see if um, who was the who was the mayor, the governor that ran for president. That his whole thing was climate change. I mean, I think they'll. I think Jay Inslee. Inslee, yeah, yeah. I think there'll be a lot more legs legs for that. No. Anyway, he was right. Not him particular, but I mean his his characterizing as the as the defining issue. Yeah. Just just one more thing, the Deepwater Horizon accident is still affecting the Gulf. Yeah, it's still leaking. Right? Ten years ago, right? Wasn't it? Yep. Mm-hmm. So oh, on that depressing note, have a nice weekend. <laughs> yes, indeed. Well, thank you all for listening to uh, uh, Mike yells at Sue because he can't keep <laughs> keep his, keep his crap together. Uh, someone, thanks. someone has to. Well, thanks for being a good sport, Sue. I appreciate. Well, it. and you know, for the Republicans, they need to be yelled at right now, especially the ones in Texas. Yes, I, well, I agree. I. I I, you know, go, go yell inside the tent. I know I'm not, I'm an outsider. That's cool, but I'm just saying. Anyway, uh, we do need to wrap up. So that's going to do it for civil politics tonight here on Valley Free Radio. We've got subculture coming up in just a moment, uh, followed by a table of contents at 10, okay, Asia at midnight. Uh, we'll be, uh, having a podcast of this uploaded on the wee hours of Monday. And, uh, we have a rebroadcast Mondays at four in the afternoon. So, uh, join us then. Thank you all for listening. Good night. Civil Politics is a member of the Planetside Podcast Network. To learn more, go to planetsidepodcasts.com.